0: Lord Almighty, I feel my temper's rising. Mm. Football fever is burning through to my soul. Yeah. Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire. Mmm, my brain is flaming, but I know just where to go. Yeah. And the bill will be a rockin', and Moscow boys are talkin'. Purple love, purple love, Moscow boy Oh, just a hunk a hunk of purple love, just a hunk a hunk of purple love, Oh, just a hunk oh, a hunk. Bob's good boy,
1: and the hands are talking purple love. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for the Tuesday Q&A episode, and boy, does it feel good to be back. Still just really enjoying the aftermath of that big-time victory over the SEMO Redhawks. Uh, had... Had the chance to rewatch the game, and boy, it was fun. Um, one thing I'll bring up, because th- there are a few people who, who correctly called me on something from the game review episode. Uh, I, I used the phrase, happy feet, uh, in, in describing uh, Avery Johnson in the pocket. Uh, obviously, it, it was a correct call-out. Uh, did not articulate myself very well. In the moment, uh, because I think what I was trying to get across was active feet. He was able to keep those feet moving, keep his eyes downhill, and uh, he, he knew when to move out of the pocket. He knew when to take off and run. Uh, so I, I I know the connotation. I know what what uh, the the term "happy feet" means, and I, I know how it, it is not something that describes what Avery Johnson. Uh, showed us on Saturday. So uh, there are a few folks who called me out for that and that was 100% accurate and uh, good on them to call it out. Uh, I'm always open to it. So Feel free to tweet at Bosco's was at Scott Wildcat, when you don't agree with something I said, and sometimes it might just be me, hey, I, I was just rolling, I hit record, I just get going, and no, I'm nowhere near perfect in articulating, and, pro- and definitely use the wrong verbiage there. Uh, before we get into the Q&A episode, uh, Depth Chart was released for the game with Troy, nothing too crazy. Uh, Keegan Johnson had an ore listed next to his name with Jaden Jackson. Don't think that really means much. Uh, I anticipate Keegan Johnson being back, but hey, Jaden Jackson—he looked good. Jackson looked good. Had that first first touchdown of the of the season. Absolutely cooked his guy. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how many snaps he gets. I'll be interested to see how things go there. Uh, TP and Panzer still have the ore at right guard. BB back being listed as left guard, Willis being listed at right tackle. I still stand by what I said. Uh, I, I think I would really like to see BB get most of the snaps at right tackle. I'd, I'd love to see Panzer and Taylor Portier get most of the snaps at guard. We will see rotation. We know that. Every game, we're going to see rotation on the offensive line. That's how I personally would like to see it. I'll be interested to see. Um, Snap distribution, all that stuff. Uh, Marquise Siegel uh, listed as a starter, just like Chris Kleiman said he would. We'll be hearing more from Chris Kleiman uh, in today's press conference, if you're listening to this on release day. I'll talk about that in the preview episode on Wednesday. Um, again, nothing else too crazy. Um, I, I uh, No K-State players in the weekly awards for the Big 12. I sure thought that Will Howard Uh, had a shout. He definitely had uh, the stat line that he could have won Offensive Player of the Week. He did not, uh, but no worries on that. Not going to lose any sleep there. Um, New Top 25 is not coming out till Tuesday because there's still one more game to be played in this opening Labor Day weekend of college football. I'm guessing maybe K-State gets into the Top 15. Um, I don't... I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if there is enough movement. I don't know if enough voters are going to put K state in front of, um, like LSU who absolutely got blown out. They were my pick to win it all. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be enough movement upwards, uh, in either the coaches poll or the AP poll, uh, coaches poll have us at 15 AP at 16. I don't know if there'll be enough push up. We'll see what happens. Um, Polls don't matter, but they're fun to talk about. Uh, So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll touch on that on tomorrow's episode uh, as well. Um, So, yeah, let's get into the questions. I I will send out after every game. Most likely, once we get into November, when we start getting uh, some basketball games being played, Tuesday episodes might be reserved for more... Uh, Basketball centric stuff But we'll, we'll ask for questions For most of them Before we get into the questions I want to give a shout out to my friends Over at Charlie Hustle Now you guys have heard me talk how great their officially licensed K-State gear is You guys have heard me talk about How great their NIL shirts With the K-State offensive line The K-State beef And Will the Thrill Howard shirt You guys know how much I love them uh, But I, I, I don't talk about it On this show. This is a K State show. But I think you guys know I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I I cheer for that pro team playing out in Raytown. Charlie Hustle also has the Arrowhead collection. Now, if you cheer for the same NFL team as me, if you're excited for a title defense starting on Thursday, I would tell you to go check out the Arrowhead collection over at Charlie Hustle. And, hey, maybe it's time to start tweeting at them saying, hey, we'd like a Felix and Udike Uzama shirt uh, for that team that plays out in Arrowhead Stadium. So check it out. Of course, check out the K-State official license stuff. Check out their crew next again. I I know, I know it is still hot. It's going to be too damn hot. On Saturday But I I can't talk up the crew necks enough I love the t-shirts I was rocking my K-State beef shirt In the white section last week I'm going to be rocking my Lavender K-State football helmet t-shirt Inside Bill Snyder Family Stadium On Saturday I know exactly what I'm wearing Every single week Because Charlie Hustle, Hustle has me hooked up I also know what I'm going to be wearing Thursday, 7 p.m., watching the NFL season kickoff with my dog Chauncey. All right, let's get into the questions. As always, the boneheads, not only are they attractive and smell nice, they ask great questions as well. Remember to always use hashtag at askbosco. Also, you can tweet it at ask underscore Bosco as well. We have a dedicated. Uh, Twitter account for these questions makes it easier to track. Got a handful of questions. Looks like we got about 19 questions. We'll get into them, uh, and we're going to start with my good friend Powercat Ryan. Uh, I'll tell you this: I I, I get a lot of texts, a lot of DMs during games. I, I know a lot of you do. Uh, I love hearing Powercat Ryan. In the game, he's saying it's Avery Johnson time and having some back and forth with a, uh, with uh, Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Also, shout out to everyone who came up and said hi at the game. Um, I love it. Please always say hi. I know sometimes I might have my nose in my phone checking something or I might be chatting with my dad or someone. Just come up, say hi. I love meeting all of the boneheads. Paracat Ryan, he's asking over-unders on these true freshmen and total games played. Avery Johnson, four and a half. They're all four and a half. That is the number to keep a red shirt. Now, I've gone back and forth with Avery Johnson on this one, four and a half, I'm going to say over I'm not convicted in that I'm not confident in that but I think Avery Johnson's the number 2 starter um knocking on wood here knocking on wood nothing happens to Will Howard but we've only seen what we we've seen Jake Waters we've seen one season of Jesse Ertz and one season of Skylar Thompson I mean I and I guess Colin Klein um, so since uh bill snyder 2.0 we've only seen uh i guess colin never missed a start so we've seen two four five we've only seen six seasons since 2009 where a quarterback makes all the starts so laws of averages would say that avery johnson's gonna have to make at least one maybe two starts this season um I don't know if they're going to do packages for him. I go back and forth on this. I was saying yes, and I was thinking yes even I, I would have been thinking yes even harder um, after seeing what he was able to do on Saturday. Uh, but Derek Young over at K-State Online, uh, the K-State Online show, the KSO show's back, um, and of course all his fine work with Three Ma over on the KC Sports Network, He's he's brought it up. Do, do you really want to take the offense out of rhythm? And when you see how prolific uh, Will Howard was uh, at the back end of last year and in game one so far, do you really want to throw things out of rhythm? I don't know. I'm going to say over f- uh, four and a half. I'm hoping we get a couple more blowouts, um, and I'm hoping it's a package here or there. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's just four. Uh, Trace Spivey, four and a half. I'm going over on Trey Spivey. I think that when it's all said and done, by the end of the year, I think he's going to be the number four wide receiver. I think when it's all said and done, I think it's going to come down between him and Jaden Jackson um, by the end of the year to be that outside wide receiver. Um, so I, 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 I'm I going over on Trey Spivey. Um, yeah, so th- that's where I'm going there, uh, Mr. Jack Fabris four and a half uh, again. All four of it, four and a half. I'm going over. Look, he looked fine when he was out there. He was on the depth chart, the very first depth chart. Uh, at a minimum, he's a guy who's going to be able to help you on special teams, on punt coverage, kickoff coverage. Um, maybe even kickoff return. I didn't see, I didn't chart everyone who was on kickoff return, but I think he's a guy who can give you some snaps at safety and he could play, uh, on a lot of those, uh, coverage units and special teams. So I'm going over with Spivey, uh, or, uh, with Fabris and then Jace Brown, four and a half. Um, look, I'm going to say over on him as well. I'm going over on all of them. Johnson, Spivey, Fabris, and Brown, um, Look, they're on the original two deeps for a reason. I think wide receivers are going to rotate a little bit more, um, so I, I I'm going over on all of them. Um, but I, but I'm not. I'll say this: I'm not convinced. the The only one of those I feel very confident in is Fabris, um, which if you would have told me that a month ago, I <laughs> I would have laughed in your face. But it just shows that hey. These coaches know way more about these guys than we ever will. Uh, Chef Andre Napier, K-State's performance. Did it overwhelm, underwhelm, or whelm? I would say it... I think offense... I mean, I had some pretty high high hopes for this game. I would say whelmed. I think I was whelmed. I think it's about what I expected. I mean, probably in between whelmed and overwhelmed... Uh, again, I expected big things I knew, I know Semo is going to be a team that's going to make the FCS playoffs I think they're going to win the Ohio Valley And they merged with the Big South this year as well But I, I, I think they're going to uh, win their conference I think they're going to go to the FCS playoffs I think they're going to win at least one game um, I, I, I think what our defense was able to do to their rushing attack Was uh, overwhelming um, I was uh, overwhelmed uh, with that performance uh, I would think I was probably, probably maybe A little underwhelmed in how they handled uh, The wide receiver screen game um, But I mean On defense it, it kind of balances Out offense again it's what We all hoped we would see so I, I would say I was whelmed Closer to overwhelmed than underwhelmed With that perf- performance um, Calvin underscore Morgan how many national championships do we win with Avery Johnson look I'm not gonna take that as a serious question. I think I'm just gonna take this as an opportunity to talk about how great Avery Johnson looked out there again like folks uh, this is a true freshman what nine nine months ago he was playing in a state championship game. Um, I think he went back to his high school prom just a few months ago uh, this is a this is a guy who is still a kid you know he is still a kid, but he has all the athletic ability in the world. He you could see again discount his just pure running ability on that sweep uh that he picked up 15 yards with big Tony Free as uh doing the lead block. He is everything you could want in a major college quarterback. The reason why I'm not I don't care about red shirting. Again, I'm gonna defer to Colin Klein, Chris Kleiman, and they can use him however they want to use him. I I'm not gonna say I mean I don't know. I have no idea if I'm going to come on here on the show and say, man, we really could have used some Avery Johnson this game. I don't know if, if that's ever going to happen because I, mean, I think Will Howard is that dude. I think Will Howard, again, he's going to be all Big 12 contender, all American contender. He might get some Heisman votes. I just know that Avery Johnson, even after that one game, And everything you hear coming out of Manhattan. This is a young man who is going to be playing on Sundays in the NFL. This is a young man who is going to be a day one, a first round, or a day two NFL draft pick. Probably in what? The 2026 NFL draft? I I think you're going to get two seasons of Avery Johnson starting. I think he's going to start next year. I think he's going to start in 2025. And then I think he's going to be playing NFL football. Um... I I, I I I would love it. I, I want to see I want to see Will Howard go back to back and I want to see him go be a first round NFL draft pick and I want to see Avery Johnson do the exact same thing. Um I, I, I just think the entire like anything is possible with Avery Johnson. Actual national championship, I don't know. Again, I <laughs> I, I I don't I don't really even care about that. I, I think Avery Johnson could go down As one of the most prolific quarterbacks to play at K-State. And that's saying a lot because... I think uh, Mr. Will Howard is going to be putting his name all over the record books this year. Before we get going, I want to give a shout out to my friends over at Manhattan Brewing Company. They had kegs and eggs last week. Now, instead of going home after the game, instead of even tailgate, it's gonna to be too. It's still gonna to be too damn hot on the blacktop to hang out after the game. So after K State, hopefully, takes care of business. Hopefully, it's a nice, easy game. Hopefully, cardiac cats don't start this. Early in the season, head over to Manhattan Brewing Company. Get a couple victory pints right there from the source. Remember, we got the Bosco's Boys flight going on. Championship run, that's the purple beer. Always sunny, that's the milkshake IPA that you absolutely love. You got the pumpkin batch, the pumpkin pie beer, folks. Best pumpkin beer in the world. Even if it's 100 degrees. Sipping on that is going to make you think. Halloween is right around the corner. Thanksgiving. Holiday season. The best pumpkin beer in the world. And of course the Towny Wheat. The official Bosco's Boys tailgate beer of the year. Plus they have all sorts of other great stuff on tap as well. Some super fresh tasty IPA. got the 785 coming in soon. The Dolly Sour, Devil Wears Pink, Sour, and Spice Beer. Guys, absolutely elite stuff at Manhattan Brewing Company. Get in there. Check them out today. All right, one from my guy, Blake. Do we see Avery next week if we have mop-up duty, or do we see Jake get the number two reps? Again, um... This is, this is what I am interested in because I know Chris Klein is going to be asked about it at his Tuesday press conference, I think, uh, 1230 uh, on ESPN Plus, if you guys are listening to it this morning. I'm sure he's going to be asked about it. Um, I, I want to see us blow out Troy big time because I want to see who they put in, um, Is it going to be Avery Johnson then all of a sudden, all right, all the questions about worrying about the red shirt are gone? Um, Any real conversation surrounding Jake Rubley being in the number two competition, probably gone. I want to see those questions get answered. Now, say we blow out Troy and say Jake Rubley goes in and heck, maybe Jake Rubley looks pretty good. Then all of a sudden that, that keeps the conversation going. Now, I, I've i heard a lot of great things about Jake Rubley. I, I heard that he had uh, the best spring he's had. And I've heard he's had by far and away the best summer slash preseason camp he's had since becoming a Wildcat. Um, but what we saw from Avery Johnson, just second to none. I know personally, I'm hoping to see Avery Johnson... Nothing against Jake Rubley, and, and again, it, it's kind of like, okay, it's always the new toy, it's the new thing that's always better, um, but I want to see as much Avery Johnson as we can, again, I firmly believe he's going to be in the 2026 NFL Draft, uh, I, I believe that's going to be the first one he will be eligible for, I think that highly of Avery Johnson, I he's going to be one of those guys where it's okay, enjoy every snap of football you get to see Avery Johnson take, he is that special. Um, so I'm hoping we get those, that answer. Um, I'm, I hope we take care of business versus Troy, but folks, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, look we, we, what Bowling Green is the only one where we were able mm-hmm. to be so comfortable that a bunch of the backups played, uh, cause we know we lost to Arkansas state, uh, that Nevada g- game was super close. Uh, lost Navy in the bowl game so uh, I mean (laughs) look I I I just know that I I just I just know that I I want to blow out Troy and get those uh answered I just don't know if we're gonna blow out Troy I just don't know if we're going to we'll see Uh, P. Schmeed, 25 He was at a fall wedding And didn't see the game Can you sum it up in 8 words or less Okay let's see if I can do this Utter dominance On both sides Of the ball There you go Utter dominance on both sides of the ball There's 8 words for you, Only for you Perry Shout out to Perry Great wildcat, great bonehead, absolutely love them. Uh, the good chef Andre Napier concerned about the players that we didn't see play. Well, first off, um, no, um, because look, the the only players that I'm really expecting major contributions from who didn't play this year, um, we all kind of knew about. Like so, Keegan Johnson, that was a surprise. Sounds like if it was versus Missouri or if it was a Big Twelve game, he could have gone. Precautionary stuff Not worried about that Marquis Siegel Not worried about that Again a one game suspension Uh, Was was he skipping class? Probably too much Did he miss a curfew? I imagine it is um, Pretty low key Not worried about that Duffy um, Again we knew He was going to miss this game Um, Hoping to get him back Again I'm targeting Oklahoma State For him. Um, that's what I would like to see after the bye week. That's what I'd like to see them target. Um, you know, if you want to throw Jake Clifton in there missing the second half again, I kinda put I I kinda put that Oklahoma State game after the bye week kind of as the moment where it's like, okay, you need to be as healthy as possible. A, because I think that is the swing game, I think that's the pendulum game. I think that is a massive game. If you take care of business in the next three, if you can get to be five and zero going to Texas Tech after beating Oklahoma State, uh, it's game on. It is you know race to the finish. Whatever cliches you want to use. So that that Oklahoma State game is really the one I am circling for. Uh, you know Duffy. Um, if, you know, Jake Clifton is indeed going to miss some time. He was not on the depth chart. That's another thing I should have mentioned at the top. Jake Clifton not on the depth chart. So that makes me think that, hey, it, it is an actual injury. We're, we're, he's going to miss some time. Um, So again, I'm hoping you see those guys. But no, I I think we're going to see Siegel. I think we're going to see Keegan Johnson. Uh, No one else, I, I, I really didn't anticipate anything else. I know Sterling Lockett is a guy that some fans were trying to bring up. Uh, look, he's still a redshirt freshman. You know, I I think I've probably been critical on, uh, you know, folks when I see the name getting brought up. I mean, again, if his last name wasn't Lockett, we'd all just say, all right, hey, this was going to be a long-term development project for an in-state kid. Um, but his last name's Lockett. Again, he, he has uh, the unfortunate... Um, You know weight of having you know his brother being quite possibly the greatest wide receiver we've ever had his dad being uh you know if it's say it's Tyler you know his dad's probably top three top five then his uncle Aaron probably top 25 top 30 at worst wide receiver uh at K-State so um you know, not worried about that. Not worried about, you know... Well, heck, I even think some of the, the Juco linebackers that folks were excited about got in late. Um, I don't know of anyone else that folks were kind of clamoring for, or wishing they could have seen. So, on the Keegan-Johnson front, I anticipate seeing him versus Troy. Uh, Marquis Siegel, I anticipate seeing him run out there with the ones versus Troy. Um Again, I'm I'm circling Oklahoma State for Duffy. I'm circling Oklahoma State, hopefully, for Jake Clifton to be back if he's indeed going to miss time. I'm sure we'll hear about that uh, from Chris Kleiman later today. Um, So, no. No concerns from me. Would I have liked to see Keegan Johnson? Of course. He was one of those guys that I was super excited uh, to see, uh, you know, on Saturday. So, I was disappointed. Everyone was a little disappointed, but I, I think, I, I think we're gonna see him versus Troy. And if you made me, if you made me, uh, kind of gamble, I, I, I think he's gonna have a big game as well. Mike Smith has a couple. We got two for Mike Smith. Uh, the first one. Are we still concerned with the lack of starts from the K State secondary? I never was concerned. Um I think some folks were. And I think it's fine to have that concern. I'm not going to come in here and shame folks for being worried. And and here's the thing. I, I don't think we're really going to truly have a perfect idea of what, what the secondary is and if we should be concerned until the Missouri game and, and until the UCF game. John R- Rice, Plum, Rice, Plum, Rice Plumley at uh, UCF. Uh, he sure had a game again versus a horrible Kent State team. They're garbage. They're hot trash. Uh, but UCF is gonna be an issue. They're gonna cause some headaches. Um, so they're gonna ha- they're they're gonna be a problem. And then you have two really good wide receivers at Missouri. Now I don't know about their quarterback. I don't know if they're gonna have a quarterback who can test you really hard. But they are going to have wide receivers that can test you. Um, so be dominant against uh, Troy. Take care of business versus Missouri and versus UCF. Uh, I- I'll be pumped. And I'll be like, yep, I knew I was right not to be worried. Uh, but they looked really good in game one. Again, struggled a little bit with some of those uh, you know, wide receiver screens. Uh, You had one or two plays where there's a little bit of miscommunication uh, passing off from zone to zone, Uh, but Jacob Parrish really grew into the game, made some good pass breakups. You know what Kobe Savage and VJ Payne give you. They weren't testing Will Lee very much, and I don't blame him, and I thought Colby McAllister was was good. Uh, I I think he was fine, and and honestly, I think seeing Colby McAllister play like that kind of calmed my nerves down a little bit. when you talk about safety depth, again, I I I am not overly worried. I especially because uh, you saw a little bit of Jordan Wright as well. I think safety depth's gonna be fine. But actually seeing Colby McAllister, guy who won't even be starting next week, uh, play from my. You know, for my amateur eye, I thought he, he looked good. So I'm not worried. But again, let, let's let's wait and see how they do versus Mizzou and versus Central Florida first before we completely hang up any sort of uh, doubts or anything like that. Uh, second one from Mike Smith. What were you more impressed with uh, if you had to choose one? Avery's ability to get out of the pocket uh, his rushing ability or his composure. Uh, again, I, I want to go back to, again, going back to my horrible words, but his active feet and his ability to maneuver the pocket while keeping his eyes downfield. Um, I think that is where Will Howard took a massive uh, leap from last year to this year. I think Skyler Thompson, when he was at his best, that's what he did. Uh, Skyler would take off and run maybe a little too much sometimes Um, And heck, Avery 100% has the ability to get out and run But his pass to Jace Brown and his pass uh, to Spivey He had to bounce around, he had to keep his eyes open And he still made those plays So that's probably where I'm most impressed And again, I think Avery Johnson's the real deal I I can't wait uh, to see more of him just let's let's just blow SEMO out. Let's go 35 0 in the first half. You know, get get to that 50 burger. Let's get to 56 points. Um, you know, early in the third quarter and then let let Avery run loose uh, for the fourth quarter again. Um the bull 1856. What's more surprising? Defense pitches a shutout or offense didn't score fifty. As much as we love to talk about fifty, and I know Colin Klein loves talking about getting to fifty. Um, I'm not surprised, even though I predicted it, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, that's tough. And and again, we're playing with more, uh, we're, we're playing with more tempo, but we're still not going to be probably in the top half of the big 12 when it comes to tempo. Um, we still run the ball a lot. So I'm not that surprised. I'm not surprised we didn't score 50. Um, so I, I guess I'm more surprised that the defense a shutout. But again, that's not that surprising either. Uh, neither one is that surprising. Uh, but if forced, I'd have to say uh, defense pitching the shutout. Um, Chris Hammer, does Rubley enter the transfer portal? I think that is so unfair to kind of just throw that out there. Look, I, I think Jake Rubley, I, I, I would probably be surprised if Jake Rubley Starts a game at K-State. But that said, I hope he doesn't go into the transfer portal. Because again, I laid it out earlier uh, with I think the very first question in this podcast. Um, we've seen only a handful of seasons since 2009 where K-State only starts one quarterback. And one of those seasons, Jake Waters... Uh, you had games where Daniel Sams was taking more snaps than Jake Waters, so there were games where, yeah, Jake Waters started every single time, but he wasn't getting hit, dealing with a full season of uh, play. Uh, so really, if you want to look at you know a quarter a, a traditional season where only uh, one quarterback is truly playing, again, you only have the two. Uh, Colin Klein seasons One from Jake Waters One from Skylar Thompson One from Jake Ertz Jesse Ertz, excuse me, Jesse Ertz Friend of the show Jesse Ertz Jesse, I'm sorry So only five seasons since 2009 So say Will Howard does go to the NFL this year Say he gets drafted And has to, you know, save the Dallas Cowboys From being a poverty franchise Avery Johnson comes in as the starter next year. What are the chances that he's going to be able to start all 13, 14, 15 games, however many games we play next season? Um, So I sure hope Jake does not transfer. I I hope he doesn't. I'm not going to blame him if he does. If he is beat out, if it truly is, Avery Johnson is the number two. Um, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to talk bad about him. I'm not going to hold anything against him. But I I want Jake Rubley on the roster next year. Desperately want him to still be on the team next year. Because again, even in the Big 12, how many many quarterbacks last year made it through the entire season just in the Big 12? Were there any? Was there a single quarterback who started every single game in the Big 12 last year? I truthfully, I don't know. I don't know if there was one. So again, I, I I understand it. I understand all the excitement for Avery Johnson, 100%. But K-State is going to be much better off if they can find a way to keep Jake Rubley on the roster for next season. Ema Elvis asks, When do we see Keegan, Keegan Johnson's debut? Banged up, didn't suit up. Guess we couldn't have too many Johnsons running around there on opening night. Um, it sounds like... It, I would be shocked. Let me put it this way. I'd be shocked if we don't see him versus Troy. I'd be shocked if we don't see him versus Troy. We got Alex Brown next. Is the shine starting to wear off Baylor uh, and their coaching staff? Not a bald joke. Coach Aranda so is the shine. That's, that's good. Um... Look, I, I'm a Dave Aranda guy. I I think I even said, I can't remember if it was on here or if I was a guest on someone else's podcast, but I was starting to think coming into the season, maybe we weren't giving enough credit to Baylor, maybe that they're going to have a bounce-back type season. Um, absolutely pitiful performance by their defense uh, down uh, in Waco versus Texas State. Look, uh, I did not have him on the radar for possibly being on the hot seat, but if they miss a bowl... Once again, um, Dave Aranda's seat could be getting hot. Um, I, I think I think Jeff Trailer at UTSA, granted they weren't able to beat Houston. I think between Baylor and Houston, I think he's going to be the next head coach at one of those spots. Um, and it might be smart for, if both those teams underachieve, it might be smart to make the move sooner than later. Uh, because I think trailer at UTSA is going to be uh, a coach in Texas, a power five school in Texas. I think Houston and Baylor both would be good fits for him. Um, so if Aranda doesn't turn it around and they have Utah coming to town next week, I, I think they could be in trouble quick. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
2: When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
1: um and then the next one is it okay to root against colorado solely because dylan edwards i'm not going to tell you who you should or shouldn't cheer for, why or why you shouldn't cheer for someone. Look, I I, I know Dylan Edwards rubbed K State fans the wrong way. I am I'm not going to try to how he kind of went on social media and stuff. But that's just how the game is played. That is drawing attention to yourself. That is increasing your engagement, increasing your followers. Uh, in the world of NIL, social media engagement is how you get paid. I I wish he was at K-State. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I was smile smiling. I was nodding my head. I was like, man, he he he's the real deal. When I saw him score, when I was watching that Colorado-TC game, seeing him score all those touchdowns. Um, I think he was always destined to play for Coach Prime, especially when Deion Sanders took a Power 5 job. Um, and I, I sure hope if if, if K State plays him, um, you know next year the following year, I sure hope we shut his ass down. Um, but I, that's not why I, I'm not even necessarily rooting against Colorado. I think it's super entertaining. I'll be interested to see how things go once uh you know all this stuff is on tape. I'll be interested to see how Nebraska does versus them and what happens once they're in uh, Pac-12 play. Um, and I'll I'll definitely be interested to see how they do in Big Twelve play. Um, but you can do whatever you want. I'm not cheering against Colorado, and I'm not necessarily cheering against Dylan Edwards. Um, I, you know, he's from Kansas. He's doing big things, and I'm just kind of I, I I hope Dylan Edwards' success opens up more doors for Kansas high school athletes, gets more coaches here checking out talent. But I do hope all the big time talent stays at home and comes to K State. Uh, K-State Champ, uh, should there be any concerns uh, regarding the lack of pressure from the D-line on passing downs moving forward? No. I don't know if you're implying that they didn't get enough pressure versus SEMO. They got four sacks, I believe. Had plenty of tackles for a loss. The interior guys were getting pressure every single time. No. There should be zero concern. Uh, Nordy Gelson, is this the most athletic two deep we've had since when? Possibly ever. Um, athletes evolve. Athletes get better. Um, if you're talking about purely, hey, we're doing a strength and conditioning, a speed testing. If we're talking pure speed, pure strength against any team in the history of K-State football, this one probably wins. I know you go back and look at the teams from the late 90s, early 2000s, all that NFL talent. But again, Athletes get better. Michael Jordan would not be Michael Jordan in today's NBA because athletes get better. If you put LeBron James back in the NBA you know, in 1970, uh, they would shut down the entire sport of basketball because no one could stop him from getting 100 every night. The athletes today are better than the athletes today. From 10 years ago, from 20 years ago, from 30 years ago, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the most athletic, the strongest, and if you're talking pure athleticism, this is the most athletic team in the history of K-State football. And I, I 100% stand by that, 100%. If you're talking too deep versus too deep, the 2023 team versus any other one, bigger, stronger, faster, this team beats all of them. Without a doubt in my mind. Kate Wilms asks, did the new clock rules make the game faster or just add time for TV timeouts? I mean, there's more TV timeouts than there were the previous year or uh, as percent of game time. Plays are down, uh, but TV timeouts are not. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'll say I didn't really notice it uh, except for the first quarter seemed to go pretty fast. Um, I don't really notice it in the stadium, but it does seem like there's more timeouts or there's more commercials when you're watching at TV. So, uh, Jake Gordon, not a question, but it was very nice to meet you and your dad at the game again. Hey man, anytime, uh, if, if folks see me at the game, come say hi. I love chatting with the boneheads. Loved seeing you, Jake. Loved seeing everyone. Everyone come say hi. I love you all equally. Not equally. I do like some of you more. That's a lie. So, But I do love you all. Uh, Bryguy2724, is RJ Garcia new wide receiver one? He definitely has that ability. How about him hitting that the Cristiano Ronaldo Sui celebration? That was pretty cool. I liked that. Um, he definitely could be. I still think Keegan Johnson's going to be wide receiver number one on this team. Uh, but RJ Garcia definitely shows that potential and definitely is going to be a guy you can depend on. Um, having him uh, have that, you know, one-two punch. Him and Keegan um, versus like last year, Malik and Cade. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see how Keegan Johnson looks versus Troy before I expand on that anymore. But R.J. Garcia looked really good. And then the final question from JDM91 underscore. I know I'm late, but I'm curious if you know how many running backs have thrown a touchdown in KSU history. Have any done it in their first game? I imagine there's maybe a handful throughout K-State history who have. I don't know if any have done it in their first game. But how's, how, how about Trayvon Ward, man? That was a nice little pass. Um, and again, I, I, I'm a big DJ guy, and he had the stat line. But folks, I promise you... There, there are going to be games where Treshawn has maybe two home run hitting uh, rushing touchdowns. Like 40 plus yard rushing touchdowns. There, there's going to be at least one game where he has two that he breaks. Um, he's the real deal. DJ's the real deal. Uh, this team is the real deal. I can't wait for Saturday. Uh, but that's all we have. Uh, thank you guys for coming along. We'll have my game preview on Wednesday, Wednesday, seven PM on Zoom. Make sure you're following the Speakeasy account for the link. The Boneheads will put a bow tie on the Semo game. Start talking about Troy. Get their predictions for that game. Then we'll have a Friday whip around where we get some other voices on to preview the game. We'll have the Troy boys uh, previewing things from the Troy side. I believe we're going to have my friends from the Aggie Cat, Aggieville Alley Cats doing some stuff. Uh, K State primer, um, possibly the Wildcat Roundup as well. I'll talk to someone for Cat Chats, and then I don't know what I'm going to call the Big 12 game of the week because there's a lot of good games. But we'll have someone on to talk about uh, what I deem to be the Big 12 game of the week as well. So that's all we have for Chauncey, the best dog in the world. We love you guys and go Cats. Three, four,
0: State Wildcats for Alma Mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for Alma Mater fight, 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 fight. In the combat for the purple and the white Faithful to our colors We will ever be Fighting, ever fighting For a wildcat victory Go State! One, 2 ba da 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 Network.